It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right, uh, good afternoon. Thanks for being with us uh, here, everybody. Midweek uh, edition, hump day. Got through it today, all downhill from here, all a little blurry-eyed at work, I'm sure. As uh, I, I just saw this uh, comment on social media about last night's uh, baseball game, and uh, I think it perfectly surmises the um, the uh, the events of last night, and that is a great game, tough loss. Uh, and uh, just a fantastic atmosphere last night, amazing stuff. And the uh, Pirates, uh, unfortunately, in a game to me that had as much electricity as uh, the Super Regionals last year against Texas, um, that, that's the buzz and the feel that I was experiencing last night. Some of you probably think I was experiencing uh, another buzz of some kind with some of the craziness, I say. But uh, anyway, that is... Uh, that is uh, what we uh, just we were talking about in the booth. It's just what, a, what an atmosphere. I thought the UNC atmosphere earlier in the year was something, but uh, last night uh, had a had a little extra sizzle to the steak. So uh, tough defeat. We'll go through it in just a little bit in our pirate report. But I think the thing that really stands out as far as uh, I'm concerned, uh, a couple things. Um, I think this could be a tough pill to swallow, but I, I think maybe the the better team may have won. I think Campbell's really, really, really good. They were better than the Pirates last night for sure. Uh, I think they are. They have the look of a team that, uh, in my opinion, could get to Omaha. And they've had some problems on defense. They, their pitching. I know their pitching gave up what it gave up last night, but that is, that wasn't even close to their front line pitching. Um. And it was just going to be a Johnny Holstaff day for both sides, and it was. But uh, they've got a one and a two that certainly the one is going to be uh, pitching in the big leagues at some point um, and, and be a t- first-round top-20 pick this next month. So they've got, uh, they've got some real um, studs pitching. And uh, I thought their bullpen was I, – in fact, I think – the thing I'm, I'm kind of taking away too from yesterday is, I think you got a couple tired bullpens in that game last night, and that that's to be expected. Where that time of year, the pirate pen a little tired. Uh, I don't remember hearing this. I was told about it. Maybe we've got it in our cuts coming up. Uh, but uh, I guess uh, Cliff Godwin said after the game that Carter Spivey wasn't uh, feeling 100%, not so much uh, an arm situation, but I think just a little under the weather. That was the what I was told by somebody who heard him say that in the post game. Uh, again, I've not heard the cuts because of some other stuff I've had to be doing this afternoon. But uh, uh, Cookie's gone through those, so we'll see if we have that. But that's that's the word I got. That uh, that is, uh, and I'm not saying that's the the, the the gospel truth on the news, but uh, that is what uh, I was told today. Coach said after, but I, I'll say this: Spivey was out there and he was gutsy, but he he didn't look. Like the normal Carter Spivey, but I know he wanted to be out there. Uh, Josh Moylan, uh, I'm a big Josh Moylan fan, and he was awesome last night. Not only tied it up with uh, a three-run homer, 
uh, to make it 11-11, but put the Pirates ahead in the eighth. And, uh, I mean, the guy, if the guy, I, I don't know what he's going to do this weekend, but, and I don't know what other kind of performances uh, might happen from the weekend, but uh, that's the, based on last night, he's the player of the week in the American <laughs> right now. He's the leader in the clubhouse. Uh, Moylan was awesome. There were other great performances too, but Josh Moylan was, was a dude last night. And uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of his, again, with what he does defensively. But I'm also a big uh, fan of uh, just the guy he is. We've gotten to know him. That's the other thing, too, that, uh, you know, I, I've known Cliff Goblin since we were 16, 15, 16 years old. And uh, obviously uh, we cover Coach Godwin, we cover the team. So I, I, you know, obviously have that professional rapport with him, but um, uh, it's the kids that I've really uh, grown to like on this team. The, the players, the young men on this uh, team, I, they're all great. There's not one who's we've come across. I know I'm getting sentimental, but uh, they are they are all really great uh, kids. So you you heard for them uh, last night. Now they've taken off and gone to uh, Tampa, and uh, I think last night seals the deal on uh, the Pirates not hosting. A regional, unless some crazy, crazy things happen. Um, and it's a shame too, because you know there's some teams that uh, are starting to fall by the wayside, as you as you normally uh, expect they would. Duke, who a week ago was in a position to uh, host, according to the prognosticators, have dropped three or four since then, including losing to Garner Webb uh, yesterday. So uh, that is uh, that is that. Uh, we have um, they've just put out the field of 64 projections today so let's tell you a little bit about that uh before we do though uh a couple things uh brian mull's going to be with us uh coming up later on in the show we're going to preview the pga championship which gets underway tomorrow harold varner the third will be participating uh and uh out of the live tour harold's been uh, really really good on live here lately so we will go and uh, talk with uh brian mull to get a preview of that coming up later on in the hour uh, if you missed uh, our show uh, yesterday, Bob Pockers was on. Philip the Ref Pilkington was uh, hosting, and uh, a great job. So if you want to hear a little more about the All-Star Race this weekend uh, at uh, North Wilkesboro as racing, uh, NASCAR racing returns there, uh, we've got that for you uh, on uh, the podcasts, and we've also got that uh, for you on uh, our archival media. Uh, Clark Willis, one of the... Uh, uh, many fine faces producing the show here today. Clark, let me ask you: so Are we on now? Uh, Spotify and Apple with the show? Are we? Are we there? I know we've made some changes to our stock music as a result of that. So are we? Are we doing that right now? Is that official? Uh, yeah, I think it's official. Okay. Yeah, man. Well, well, well that, that if that if that answer doesn't inspire confidence, <laughs> I don't know what does. It's I been a long day. <laughs> oh, trust me. I got look. I got home last night at ten till midnight, and yeah. was up at four fifteen this morning. So it's been a. I know, and, and I will admit, I've kind of been like that today. I've been like a. I've been a. I've been a. I've been a, I've been a shorter rider. You see me. I. I see what you're you're uh, saying there. Yeah. Um, that was funny. Um, and then uh, props too. You know, we've got the video for the show now. We're a radio show on video. But uh, the other thing that I think is uh, um, I really like, and we actually got uh, quite a few v views on it, uh, from what I understand, the other day, uh, is uh, we're on Twitter. So go, you follow us on yes. Twitter at 943thegame. We are uh, streaming the video of the show on Twitter. So uh, hot damn for that. 
Another reason to follow us uh, on Twitter at 943thegame uh, there, plus all the great pirate content we have. Uh, don't forget the app, IBX Media app. You can uh, download it, Google Play, Apple Store, and it is free, and you're just a couple of clicks away from your favorite uh, IBX Media radio station uh, as well. Uh, Cookie, I'll have an update coming up for you in just a bit. Uh, let's uh, let's run through some of the, the, the sounds of uh, last night. Uh, we'll start there, then we'll do the D1 baseball projections. Uh, here is our pirate report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, opening statement from Coach Cliff Godwin last night uh, following the uh, Pirate defeat. Cut one. Yeah, I mean, I'm really proud of the way our guys competed. They got down four runs and scored five, and got down five runs scored six. Uh, um, uh, there's no errors on the board, but we have like a defense to win the baseball game. Um, and we got to get better at that. Um, you can't give them three outs. They're probably the best offensive team that we've played all year. Uh, we've held them down pretty good the first two outings, but with a night like tonight, the way the wind's blowing, they're tough to pitch to. And, um, we didn't execute some pitches either. And we also left some guys out there offensively. The bases loaded with one out, I think. We left the guy out there a couple times. Uh, but we just got to play better defense. Yeah, I mean, I'm really proud. Uh, both guys, in fact, or both teams, in fact, uh, combined to leave 25 on. But with a game with that many runs, you got to know there's a lot of opportunities. But the Pirates did leave uh, through the first four innings. It was eight or nine that they left on. So uh, a lot of people were left on base. Pirates, uh, uh, as they trailed four to nothing early, probably could have gotten uh, going on the offensive end a little more uh, quickly uh, had they been able to execute uh, there. But again, I, I think Campbell. Uh, Obviously, in the aspects of the game, defensively and pitching did just enough last night, but it's their offense that carried them through. I think just alone, the way they hit the ball up and down the lineup, uh, that's good enough to get them to a super if they end up in the right situation with the regional, even if they don't host. Uh, Coach Godwin says uh, the fans kept the team in the game last night. Boy, did they. It was a regional type atmosphere. Thank the fans. The fans were awesome. Um, It was electric. I mean, even when we got down five runs, they were still in the game. Uh, like I said, it wasn't because of lack of effort from our guys. It's just we didn't execute. All right. Uh, this is a coach who says uh, just simply the team came up on the uh, short end of the stick last night. You know, the guys wanted so bad sometimes. We tried to do too much. He just came in too hard and the ball took off on him. Playing left center, it's tough because it's so loud out there, but just lack of communication there. And then, you got a swing and bond that that's J-Dub's ball and Ben's really great for us, but he's kind of letting, you know, 6-5 is going to get it when it's his ball. Um, yeah, so just game of inches, man. We came up on the short end of the state tonight. You know, uh, Coach Godwin also said uh, in uh, some of his post-game comments yesterday, uh, particularly on radio, uh, that there are, uh, quote, no errors on the board, but we didn't play enough defense to win the baseball game, we have to be better at that. Yeah, and I mean, there was some there were some occasions where uh, the defense, and he did allude to it there, the fly ball, uh, there was Riley Johnson breaking in on the ball. It was a, a dart that was hit. And, I mean, extra innings or late innings, uh, anything that's hit in the air, you break back at first. Uh, that's that's the move. So, uh, you know, AMAC uh, yeah, they had a tough uh, – uh, approach to a ground ball in the ninth. I mean, there was there was a lot of things that, again, aren't those true errors that uh, just mental lapses or lack of execution defensively 
uh, that uh, that came back to haunt the Pirates. Uh, one of the bright spots, I thought, in the game as well, uh, Connor Rasmussen, uh, who uh, got his first couple hits of the year last night. Uh, he uh, came in for Nate Chrisman. Uh, Pirates were without Jacob Starling. Uh, we'll see if uh, Starling returns to the lineup in some form this weekend. Uh, but uh, last, I was told by Starling uh, Monday is that he was going to the doctor, and then I was told uh, last night uh, by uh, Scooter that he was being called day-to-day. So uh, we'll follow up on that, obviously. But uh, this is uh, Coach Godwin on uh, Connor Rasmussen who said he made the most of the opportunity. Look, I mean, a lot of guys in our program, they, they do the pitcher versus hitter. He swung the back good. Um, last week, pitcher versus hitter. Uh, he's practiced hard, um, and he's deserved an opportunity with Charlie being hurt. And, uh, and then uh, Danny Beal, who came in in relief of Garrett Saylor, uh, Coach Godwin on him. Good job. You know, um, he's done pretty consistently with that. Uh, you're also trying not to burn guys for the weekend, so you're trying to keep them short. I mean, to be honest with you, Bobby didn't feel great, and the only reason we pitched in was because he ran down to the bullpen, and I said, don't pick up the ball unless we have one. So, um, of course, he did. He didn't play great defense line. All right, so uh, those are some of the uh, post-game comments uh, on a uh, wind. You heard the wind there. The wind was howling out at times last night, too, especially as the game went on. Uh, really impressed, obviously, with Campbell. Uh, this is a team that is uh, mighty, mighty good uh, and uh, I, I think is a team that can really make a run. Uh, right now, let's look at the uh, D1 baseball projections. Uh, these were out this afternoon. And uh, right this second, they have uh, East Carolina as the number two in the Charlottesville region. This is D1 uh, region. This is D1baseball.com. So they are number two in the uh, Charlottesville region. Obviously, Virginia is number one. Virginia is the number nine overall national seed. So uh, pencil, uh, Penn out of the Ivy and Northeastern uh, out of the Colonial, and that's been a revolving door, whoever might win the Colonial. Uh, they are uh, also in the Charlottesville regional. So that would be, uh, according to D1 Baseball, what they're projecting, East Carolina and Northeastern. Uh, they're opposite Vandy in uh, the Charlottesville region's opposite the national region. Band, Vandy, Vanderbilt out of the SEC, the number eight overall seed. Indiana, Arizona State, and Kent State are also there. Campbell still linked to Clemson. Eric Backich and uh, Nick Schnabel coaching Clemson, and those guys have bought in, and they're as hot as any team in the country right now are the Tigers. Uh, Clemson's up to a number seven national seed, according to D1 Baseball, Davidson. Uh, out of the A-10, uh, the four seed, Campbell would be the two seed there, and Texas Tech would be the three seed. That's a pretty tough uh, regional there. And, look, I, I said this last night, and I would say this uh, based on these regionals if they do come to fruition. Uh, if I'm uh, Clemson and I'm Backich and I'm Schnabel and if I'm uh, the coaching staff up in Virginia and if I see a Campbell in my regional, I'm worried. That's not a – that's not a little old Campbell number two or little old East Carolina number two. I mean, if East Carolina, especially offensively, is playing like they did last night, and, and look, there's a lot of things if you say if this, if that, but if, if the offense does continue to produce at that level, uh, Pirates will be a tough out in the postseason. Got to get the pitching, and the defense has got to shore itself up. Uh, anything else here that's interesting out of that? Uh, we'll, we'll maybe throw this up on social uh 
here in the, the break or something, uh, the D1 baseball projections. North Carolina is still in at number two. Uh, they're in the South Carolina-Columbia Regional, and the Gamecocks are one there, and that's the number 11 overall national seed. Uh, Coastal Carolina is the 12 national seed. Just kind of looking at some uh, games of interest or, or uh, teams of interest here, teams that East Carolina has maybe played. Um, and nobody else out of the American, so right now that looks to be the uh, the case. The feel is that uh, that East Carolina would uh, be the representative out of the American. Um, Arkansas is up to number two. There, there. That's another really good team right now that's playing great. They in Florida. Florida's up to three in the Arkansas and Florida right now might be the best two teams in the SEC, uh, and they're two and three nationally overall. Uh, Wake Forest is the number one national seed, and uh, in Winston-Salem they would be playing Connecticut, UC Irvine, and Maine. Uh, Duke, who was six last week with uh, some losses they've taken here, they're still a national host, but they have dropped to the 15 national seed, so they're paired up with Arkansas. And uh, Alabama, how about that? Number two national seed in Durham, Kent State, or the number two seed in Durham, Kent State, the three seed in UNCW would be the four seed at that in Durham, which apparently would be played at uh, Coombs Park there. We we watched a little bit of that, uh, Sonny and I did, uh, in the monitor. They, Duke lost uh, Gardner-Webb yesterday. Uh, Gardner-Webb, who had just beaten Campbell on Sunday in Bowie's Creek. But uh, the Duke dugout, there's no kind of fencing in front of it. I mean, it looks like a little league dugout, old school. And, I mean, there's not even enough room for all the guys to sit. They have chairs. There's, like, a row of chairs. There's the bench at the back of the dugout. And Sonny said to me, I'd have a glove if I were sitting on one of those front chairs. Because, I mean, it's, it's there's nothing there if a foul ball goes screaming over there. There's nothing to stop it. Uh, we'll, we'll post that up on social media for you. Uh, let's get ready to take a break. When we uh, return, uh, we're going to uh, do a hold my beer. Uh, we've got that. I'm, I'll, I'll figure out what my hold my beer may be. Woo! I really don't. I will. Uh, Cookie will be with us. Uh, Clark will have. I think Clark's got nine. I might borrow one of his 18 that he has. Uh, so the Patrick Johnson show uh, rolls on. And Oh, one other thing I will say last night uh, before we do. Uh, look, the best baseball player last night in the city of Greenville was not. Uh, and there were some good ones, was not in Clark LeClaire Stadium. It was Walker Jenkins, who's probably going to be a top-five pick out of uh, South Brunswick High School. They lost to Rose last night, Rampants advance in the uh, state 3A baseball playoffs. But uh, Walker Jenkins is that man, young man, but that man. He's, he's a can't-miss guy. Uh, described to me today by uh, someone who would really know uh, as, uh, like, reminiscent of, uh, Larry Walker's swing with, uh, uh, who was the comparison that they uh, made in the outfield? Bryce Harper, I think it was, was the comparison, like, fielding and athletically and body-wise with, uh, with Larry Walker's swing. Uh, if you don't know Larry Walker, kids, Google it, old school. All right, uh, we'll, uh, so that was the best player last night in, in, uh, in the city of Greenville. 
Uh, it was a high school guy uh, playing uh, for South Brunswick against Rose. We'll break. We'll come back, and uh, we will have uh, Hold My Beer for you, plus Brian Mall will preview the PGA Championship, all still to come on the Patrick Johnson Show. We're back in minutes with more of the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Uh, you should go have that tested. Make sure to listen or watch now on the new IBX Media app. Get it now in the App Store or Google Play. Interbank Media's concert on the common season continues. Are you ready? Do you have something you need to get off your chest? Get off your chest. I am not here for rage. I'm here for revenge. Did your favorite team blow another game? They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Or is there just something that's driving you crazy? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. It's time to let it all out. You have made me very angry. Very angry indeed. With another edition of Hold My Beer. Hold My Beer. Uh, always anonymous text line says shout out to the guy in front of the press box who yelled not stop last night not that might be by holding my beer that guy look i'm all for uh expressing yourself in little team spirit and uh cheering you paid your ticket he did he did and it was um it Some people's something. kids, man. I stand by that. That was the, definitely the case. So that might be my hold, my man. And here's the thing. I think that guy might have been holding one too many beers, perhaps, <laughs> last night. <laughs> if not, decaf, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so that would be my hold, my beer. We have Cookie uh, Chris Cooks here with us, former uh, retired uh, professional uh, wrestler. Who uh, thinks this is major television? So he's always mugging for the camera. Which right. Oh yeah, bizarre. of course, you know. It. Boom, boom, boom. And uh, we, <laughs> yep. And then we've got uh, Clark Willis, who is on uh, Planet Clark. By the way, Friday, uh, Clark Witness News will debut. Uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah, Clark will scour the world for unique stories, off uh, off the beaten path type of stories, That's and right. uh, he'll bring them to us. It's going to get real. So Clark Witness News. Clark Witness News <laughs> will make its uh, debut on, uh, Inconceivable. on uh, Friday. It'll be on uh, Friday. That's right. Uh, and, uh, we'll, the, we'll it's have the that real CNN, Clark News Network. The truth news. So uh, I think all those monikers are taken. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> Cookie, what do you have for your Hold My Beer today? So that was my Hold My Beer. Hold My Beer, the guy who may have had. He might have had one too much, yeah. (laughs) He might have had too many beers. Needed to hold a beer. Maybe he just needed to hold a beer. And he yelled the whole time during the game. So that's uh, that's a big talking point. All right, what you got, Cookie? Um, Can I get the sad music, please? Okay, thank you. Christmas Eve. Oh, whoa, whoa. Hold my beer. (laughs) Hold my beer. (laughs) Christmas Eve. My beloved Green Bay Packers are coming to Charlotte, North Carolina to play the Panthers. I'm already upset because I know they're going to lose. They're just not very good this year, as everyone knows, no Aaron Rodgers. Myself and the great Ben B. Baby Byron will be attending the game together. Oh, good. And my dad, who has never been to an NFL game, biggest NFL fan I've ever met, he's never been to a single game. I, I asked him, I said, I'll even pay for your ticket, or at least some of it, you know what I mean, if you would like to come to the game with us. And he works in retail and told me that they will not allow him to have Christmas Eve off 
to enjoy a great NFL game with me and Ben Barner. Wow. That's a tough That's a tough one, yeah. Can't you just take him to another NFL game? Or I'm not going unless it's Green Bay. Oh, okay. okay. That's fine. I mean, you would think if you really wanted to go, you'd maybe find one in September to go to and take him to that, but who am I? Who am I? No one. No, I'm I, kidding. I, I'm kidding. I, I, I feel you're exactly right about that. <laughs> some old guy. I feel you on... I have some old guy in a bad shirt. I feel you <laughs> on that. Uh, you can button it up. I feel you on that, though. You're, that is that is sad. It I'm is, isn't it? about that. Boy, this, that's taking a turn for... That didn't take the turn I thought it was going to take. All right. I well, wanted the sad hope, music uh, for a reason, man, yeah. I understand. I thought... Uh, I, I hope maybe there'll be a reconsideration of that. Wow. Uh, Clark said he had uh, three shots to go with his hold by beer. Three so shots? I thought it was good. Maybe two, man. You said you had, like, okay, two. All right, well, the third uh, one's we'll an emergency. So. Okay, well, I'll allow it, so save it for another time. So we'll allow two today because uh, mine, while topical, was uh, lame and cookies was uh, mm. sad. So yeah. what is your, uh, what is um, your uh, hold by beer? Now, hold my beer because you guys like the movie Twins? I've never seen it. Is that some Daddy old party thing Arnold, that y'all are into? Arnold or? <laughs> Yeah, oh, Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, no, I love yeah. some Danny DeVito now. That's my so, dude. So, I have yeah. a gripe about the twin sequel being canceled. It's not happening now because Arnold Schwarzenegger says that when director Ivan uh, Reitman died, his son Jason put it on hold and said he never liked the idea to begin with. That was such oh, a great dang. movie. Okay. So, I need an extra shot, so... To get over that one. Okay. How about yeah, this? I understand. I have a gripe. Are you dropping? I'm dropping, dropping another the beer. Shot in the beer. Yes, I'm dropping okay. a beer. All, right. all over. Jaeger yeah. bomb. Coming. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Jaeger bomb. Yeah. You all guys right. hear that? Hold Apple. Apple. Wait yeah. a minute. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. Sorry, okay. I'm getting emotional. <laughs> Apple has a feature on the way that allows you to uh, replicate your voice. So that means uh, I can. AI. Ha- yes. So that means I could use your voice to make phone calls. Oh, well, that's you, you, Hang on, hang on. You okay. know Tom Lamprecht and Benny Hardy don't work here anymore. You know <laughs> that, don't They're you? back, I mean, baby, in a whole new way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, you're, you're doing this, your AI stuff, you're about a month behind on bringing out the AI conspiracies. That's right. A little bit, maybe. During the 5 o'clock hour. I'm more upset about, about the If you'd done that a month ago, you'd have been... You'd have been uh, You'd have been right there. Fair enough. You'd have been right in the meaty part of the uh, audience on the other side. Fair enough. No, I mean, so Apple is doing this? Yes. They're uh, only, it says here, after about 15 minutes of training, it's intended to help people with disabilities, but it could be used uh, a tool for scammers. So that's something you don't want to let go. You got to keep talking about it because eventually it get out of hand. So maybe you can you and Cookie could do uh, you know for the true believers a coast to coast esque conspiracy uh, show on the talk station. Maybe oh hey, but maybe <laughs> tell, tell someone else other than us. Let's make that happen. Yeah, that's right. Maybe Absolutely. you guys can do it, and you could take all these concerns that you might would voice during the Lamprex show when it was on and put it on uh, and, and voice them there. Maybe name of the show, cool. random crap. Oh sure, why not? I don't Junk. know if that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, hold my beer. Perhaps, uh, Wednesday, hold my beer at that. Uh, we'll have a shorter show tomorrow. Drinking early this week. Minutes. We we needed it after last night, except the one guy who kept yelling the whole time. All right. Uh, right now, uh, ahead of Brian Mull joining us, here is uh, Chris Cookie Cook with a Pirate Report 94.3, the game sports update. Take it away, Cookie. 
This is Chris Cook here with your 94.3 The Game Sports Update and Pirate Report, and it is brought to you by the new IBX Media app. Number 15, East Carolina rallied from multiple deficits, but number 14, Campbell, scored three runs in the top of the ninth to hold on for a 14-13 win over the Pirates Tuesday night at Clark LeClaire Stadium. ECU finished the regular season with a 29-5 record at home, while the Campbells swept the season series from East Carolina. Campbell won each of the three games by only a single run. Cliff Godwin after the defeat here on 94-3 The Game. Yeah, I mean, I'm really proud of the way our guys competed. They got down four runs and scored five, and got down five runs, scored six. Uh, um, uh, there's no errors on the board, but we didn't play good defense to win the baseball game, um, and we got to get better at that. Um, you can't give them three outs. They're probably the best offensive team that we've played all year. Uh, we've held them down pretty good the first two outings, but with the night like tonight, the way the wind's blowing, they're tough to pitch to, and um, we didn't execute some pitches either. We also left the guys out there offensively. The bases loaded with one out, I think. We left the guy out there a couple times. But we just got to play better defense. Josh Moylan was on fire at the plate, going three for five with five RBIs. Lane Hoover, Justin Wilcoxon, and Joey Brini also tallied three hits each. The Pirates leave for Tampa this afternoon, where they'll wrap up the regular season with a series at South Florida before heading over to Clearwater, Florida for the conference tournament. The Hurricanes are nearing their return to the ice for Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Carolina will host the Florida Panthers tomorrow night at PNC Arena. The Canes are coming off a 4-1 series win over the New Jersey Devils, while the Panthers are fresh off a 4-1 series win over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Sebastian Ajo is leading the way with 5 goals and 10 points this postseason. The Hornets are set to pick second in next month's NBA draft. The San Antonio Spurs won Tuesday's draft lottery in Chicago, clearing the way for the team to select prized French prospect Victor Wimbanyama. This year's NBA draft is set for June 22nd in New York. The Carolina Panthers are announcing a handful of additions to the roster. Carolina signed three former XFL players who participated in a tryout for the team over the weekend. Outside linebacker Jordan Thomas, wide receiver Gary Jennings, and defensive end Antoine Jackson have all agreed to contracts with Carolina. The team also signed veteran wide receiver Marquette Stevenson, veteran safety Vernon Scott, and undrafted rookie offensive tackle B.J. Wilson. That's going to do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. This sports update is brought to you by the new IBX Media app. Listen to this and other shows such as Voice the Colors and Talk of the Town on the new free app from IBX Media for your smartphone. Now available on the App Store and on Google Play. More of the Patrick Johnson Show with an interview with Brian Mole on the other side of this quick timeout right here on 94.3 The Game. For your local pick, Greenville Airport. Taking the rage out of your drive home. You just cut me off. But it's no big deal. Patrick Johnson on 94.3 The Game and the new IBX Media app. Back in Patrick Johnson show for you here on this Wednesday. Tomorrow, the PGA Championship begins tomorrow uh, at Oak Hill. They'll be teeing off bright and early at 7 in the morning. Uh, let's talk some uh, golf now with our pal Brian Mall. Follow him on Twitter at BG Mall. Golf writer renowned. Some big things in the offing for Mall to tell you about in the world of golf uh, coming up. But we're going to talk this uh, PGA Championship here. Uh, hello, Brian. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking a little time with us as always. Uh, Patrick, uh, always great to be back on the show. Always great to have a major championship on the horizon. So thank you. All right. 
What do you got behind you there on the board? It's very, uh, you need bolder markers, I think. Uh, if you're with us on video, Brian has uh, written something. He scribbled something back there. Maybe his grocery list, for all I know. Who knows? Or the honey. It could be. Just a few notes for the week. Uh, can Patrick Cantley get, get over the hump? Uh, what's okay. this Oak Hill? What's this Oak Hill, uh, renovation? Um, how's, how are the players? They love it so far, but it's only, uh, you know, it's early in the week. Will they love it on Sunday? Will it stand up as a championship test? And um, the 17th and 18th are two of the most difficult finishing holes in major championships, certainly in PGA Championship golf. So will there be some carnage on Sunday afternoon? Everybody likes a little carnage late. Um, who can survive? So. All right, Harold Varner III is one of, what, a dozen live guys that are in this field uh, this weekend? Yeah, maybe it was closer to 15. They've had a couple uh, withdrawal. Paul Casey pulled out. Um, but, yeah, there's there's a handful of guys, most of whom have been playing pretty well, and it'll be interesting to see how that translates. HV3 is coming off a fourth-place finish in Tulsa last weekend. He got a cool million for it, so that's not that's not a bad day's work if, no, uh, he's, if, if that's what you're doing. Um, how does Harold's game stack up to this revamped Oak Hill? He's been playing great. I've uh, watched the Australian and Singapore events, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he's maybe the only player on the Live Tour whose uh, score has counted each day towards his team score in every single round. Um, I think his game stacks up nicely because he, when he's playing well, as he certainly is, he, he can drive the ball long and fairly straight, um, which uh, – should give him a nice advantage. He has played well in a PGA in New York before, playing in the final group uh, at Beth Page a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, he had a tough day, but I'm sure he learned a lot from that. Uh, so I think I expect Harold to play four rounds, and I would not be surprised at all if he's in the top, you know, third, top half of the leaderboard by the time uh, Sunday rolls around. 155-man field uh, was announced beginning of the week. As Mull said, a few guys uh, had peeled off of that out of the live uh, situation. It'll still be 155 when they tee tomorrow because they got alternates. Brian, is that right? Correct. Yeah, there's some okay. guys who uh, were. There's always a few hanging around on site, uh, you know, not not wishing <laughs> not wishing any ill will on anyone, but at the same time wanting to crack that uh, fifteen million dollar purse or, or whatever it may be for themselves. So uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the slots will generally be filled. Jordan, Jordan Spieth is a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, withdrew last week from his hometown Dallas tournament with a wrist issue. He's been on okay. the grounds up in up in New York. He's giving it a go in the practice round, but I'll tell you what, that, that rough, the density of that northern rough and uh, and a bad wrist seems like a ooh, not not a great combination. All right, we got Brian Mull, golf writer, uh, with us for previewing the PGA Championship. So uh, you just described some of the challenges of the course, uh, and you've mentioned it's been revamped. So what are the challenges uh, at Oak Hill in, in, in New York, and then what's the weather looking like? The weather's pretty good. Uh, chilly morning on Thursday, uh, temperatures in the barely barely getting to 40, you know, early possibility of some frost delay, uh, then then warming up through the afternoon. 
chance of a little bit of rain on Friday, you know, a little bit of wind. Then the weekend looks pretty good, maybe a little cool on Sunday, uh, like highs in the 60s. But um, in general, they've not had a lot of rain up there in the last few weeks, and the golf course is fairly dry, which is great in some regards, but also means that uh, well-struck tee shots are rolling into the rough. Uh, to me, that looks like the challenge of the golf course is hitting the fairway and then being able to hit a reasonable shot onto the green because uh, even the, the most powerful, strongest, longest hitters ha- have said early in the week that there's just not a whole lot you can do out of this rough. It's three inches. It's extremely dense. The ball goes right to the bottom. And then, um, you know, around the greens, it's a Donald Ross course, as, as anyone who's played golf in North Carolina has probably played a few. You know, there's severe runoffs around the greens. A, a, a shot can be on the green for a little while, and then it can end up 20 yards away from the flag. So uh, just dealing with the mental, having the mental fortitude, the toughness, just to kind of accept those breaks when they happen, um, get the ball up and down, make a lot of six, eight-foot pots. I do not think the scoring will be anything you know, too crazy. Uh, maybe eight, ten under is a winning score. Okay. Brian Mull uh, with us here. We're talking PGA Championship. Uh, the second major gets underway tomorrow in New York State. Uh, Justin Thomas won this thing uh, last year. How is he playing, and uh, what do you see out of him this weekend? Yeah, he's certainly uh, – we have such high expectations for Justin Thomas. I mean, here's a guy who just turned 30 years old. He's won 15 tournaments on the tour won the FedEx Cup, won two majors. And, uh, you know, the, the narrative around Justin Thomas is this has been a really disappointing season, and, and, and I'm sure it has in his camp. And, but when you look at – you kind of break down the numbers, he's played in ten tournaments in 2023, and he's finished in the top 25 in eight of them. So he's not that far off, and he's coming off a, a better showing um, in Charlotte a couple of weeks ago. He made an adjustment to his, his putting, uh, using the aim point to read the greens a little bit better. I think he, he, I would not be surprised whatsoever if he's in the mix. The PGA is obviously a tournament that he likes, having won it twice in the last five years. It's a similar golf course in some ways to Southern Hills, where he won last year. So uh, I think I think if you're buying stock, it's a good time to buy in Justin Thomas because uh, he's going to start having some higher finishes than he's had so far this season. All right, Brian Mole, golf writer with us. Uh, PGA Championship gets underway uh, tomorrow. I've seen everybody uh, kind of, or not everybody, but I've seen the experts take Roy McElroy anywhere from their pick to win this to a guy that's probably overvalued for uh, some of those that might be uh, wanting for entertainment purposes only to place a little action on Rory this weekend. Where do you see Rory's game right now? Yeah, I'm just not there. Uh, he, he has really struggled in the big events, obviously missing the cut at the players and the masters. Um, you know, even more troubling was Quail Hollow, a place that's, that's always been a place where he could kind of get right with his game. And he, and he went there and struggled for four rounds. Uh, he's talked about working some very technical things he's working on with his golf swing and, uh, had a little bit of intel from, from the tournament yesterday that, uh, not swinging particularly well. So I, I would temper anyone to have uh, – although I do think this golf course fits his game when he's firing, um, I think he would. he's a perfect fit for this type of golf course. Um, I just don't see this being the week for him. Uh, he, I, I think you're going to have to have been in pretty good form coming in here. Uh, maybe not quite having all the results you wanted, but I think – 
I don't think you're going to find your game this week. I think it's going to test all 14 clubs through the bag, and um, the guys who've been playing well, whose names have been near the top of the leaderboard, are going to continue to have success this week. All right, give me the guys then that you think uh, have an opportunity to, to be there on Sunday. Well, I like Shoffley always. Um, He's so well-rounded. I think this is a course that requires that. I mean, he's got a solid major record. I expect him to be be right there in the hunt, um, as well as his teammate uh, Cantley. Um, I, you know, he, he has he's been solid all year as well. Uh, going a little deeper, I like Max Homa, and you know, I'm not out. I'm not ruling Kepka out either. Uh, you know, here's a guy who. We learned a lot, I think, from his performance on Sunday at Augusta. It was the first time he'd been in that situation in a long time. He has continued to play really well on the Live Tour. The you know, When I watched a couple of the events in Australia and Singapore, I, I thought he was putting really nicely. And um, so that's kind of my short list. You know, I think I think one of those, the winner comes out of that group. Tony Finau, uh, maybe it's his time, uh, wouldn't surprise me either. Brian Mull, uh, golf writer here with us. Uh, you, you, we've brought up Liv a couple of times here. It's the PGA Championship. So there is a little bit of, uh, you know, this still from the golf media, not all of them, but the majority, well, not even the majority, just certain golf media, let's just say. Uh, big deal about this photo, I guess, of the guys heading to the uh, Tuesday Champions Dinner. You had uh, Moyahan, the uh, the commissioner, uh, talking to Rory. Phil was in that same photo. They're, they're trying to couch it on the clickbait to make it sound like that they were truly photographed together. They're, fo- they're two guys in a group walking. It's what they are. But is any of that, is any of that uh, other than from select, you know, uh, media's media that are, are again trying to get uh, some, you know, clicks? Is there is there yeah. anything to any of that uh, this week? No, there's not. I mean, I was on the ground in Augusta. There was nothing to it then. Uh, Rom, you know, played practice rounds with guys. Max Homa and Taylor Gooch are longtime friends, uh, both of ultimate respect <clears throat> for one another. And the, the players who were asked, the top three players in the world who were asked, uh, earlier, you know, yesterday in, in the, in their weekly press conference there in the interview room and they all deflected, even Rory, who has been the most outspoken of that group. They're just tired of it. There's fatigue, uh, players, you know, respect each other. Uh, John Rahm, I thought said it uh, as well as anyone, you know, it's none of my business, basically, what, what another man does. And, the judgment, you know, for me to have judgment, uh, invest in any emotion in what someone else is doing. Um, I've made my choice. Someone else has made their choice. Some of these people were my friends. Some of them weren't. doesn't really change any of that. And, um, yeah, it's just uh, we, th- there needs to be uh, just some common sense to prevail to make sure that the four majors going forward have the best field. Because I think every golf fan, regardless of what side of the fence you're on, um, Wants that. They want the majors to have the best players, period. You know, if it, it, yeah, you know, if it's going to be divided through the season, that's fine, but let's count on the fact that we have four weeks a year where the best players in the world gather and play golf. And um, hopefully the, the folks who are in charge, the governing bodies, can make that happen. Brian Mull, follow him uh, all throughout the PGA Championship on Twitter, at BG Mull. 
is that Twitter handle. Brian, uh, thanks so much for the primer, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks, Patrick. Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy the golf. Yeah, enjoy. It's going to be a big weekend. We are uh, wrapping things up on the Patrick Johnson Show right after these words. Good hands. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. All right, thanks to Brian Mull for uh, joining us here. I thought we would have a bed coming back. Uh, but All right, that's fine. That's okay. That's okay. We're still working out the kinks, baby. Still working out the kinks. Uh, great uh, great to have Brian on. Uh, I said this uh, on Twitter during the break, and uh, it's, it's meant with love, but we should all find someone to love us like uh, Mull loves Xander Schauffele uh, to pick him winning a golf tournament. We should all have that kind of love in our life uh, at some point. We should all experience it. So. Uh, Baseball America out with their uh, projections for the uh, regionals. And they've got East Carolina as a two seed in the Winston-Salem regional uh, with the number one overall seed, Wake Forest. Yikes. Uh, UC Irvine and Davidson also uh, in there. Uh, Baseball America also has Arkansas and Florida two and three in the national seeds. LSU the four. Stanford the five. Clemson the six. And it is uh, there, Clemson, where they have Campbell as the two-seed, along with Oklahoma and Air Force. That's, again, a pretty stout uh, regional there in Clemson, North Carolina, or South Carolina. Uh, let's see. Uh, Baseball America always has, also has Coastal Carolina as the eight national seed playing in Conway and North Carolina, who was playing there last night, uh, as the two-seed. Uh, seeing where they might have Duke. They have uh, Indiana State, interestingly enough, as the 16-seed. Dallas Baptist is the 15-seed. Uh, and uh, they've got Duke as the number two seed. They had Duke, I think, hosting last week. Uh, I don't know if they had Duke Baseball America as a top eight national seed. I don't remember. But South Carolina as the 13 national seed. Duke, Texas Tech, and Mercer. Have Mercer uh, there. Just scanning for any other pirate opponents. Uh, let's see. Uh, Indiana as the uh, two seed in the Lexington Regional, according to Baseball America, their projection. Uh, with Kentucky as the overall 11 national seed. Uh, Northeastern in the B.C. out of the uh, Colonial. And I do not see if anybody has uh, UNCW as the at-large in any of these uh, here, uh, as they have Northeastern. Does Baseball America winning the Colonial? So D1 Baseball has UNCW in. It does appear, as my scan here, that Baseball America does not. All right. Uh, thanks to Brian Mull for being on with us today. Great uh, interview with him. Uh, you can go back and uh, relive the magic of this show. Uh, and uh, Stephen Igo's Hoist the Colors uh, program on the IBX Media app or wherever you download your favorite podcast or uh, video uh, podcasts as well. We've got it uh, for you on YouTube and uh, Facebook. Big thanks to uh, Brian Mull, golf writer at large. Uh, have Brian on at least in a couple more weeks. Big announcement from him coming up. And uh, we've also got uh, tomorrow on the show a preview of the Eastern Conference Final, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Our pal Brian LeBlanc of Canes Country. And then Brent Friedlander is going to be with us from SaturdayRoad.com. He'll be talking about the Magnificent Seven, the ACC tomorrow. Uh, plus, we'll preview ECU and USF as we'll be going 45 strong minutes for you tomorrow. We'll leave leave it all out on the field. Uh, thanks to uh, Cookie. Thanks to uh, Clark. And we will see you 
Tomorrow morning on Talk of the Town on the radio and back here at 5 o'clock for the Patrick Johnson Show. Have a great evening, everybody. Atavola in Greenville is your local marketplace. 